Hello, welcome to another episode of Fight on Montana podcast, where we take a deep dive into everything Grizzly Athletics. I'd like to remind the listener to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast out. That's really, really, really important to us. Also, you can find our podcast pretty much everywhere you get your podcast at. So, Angel, how are you, man? Oh, man, I can't complain. What's up, Adam? Adam, you got to tell me right now, what's new? A dog that's like a kid, dude. Like, seriously? <laughs> like, it is an 11, 11 12-week dog. It, it It's messing up my sleeping pattern, man. It's... yeah. It, it's rough. It's rough. Oh, I have two kids and it wasn't this rough and, and you can't like rock it to sleep. Cause that would just be weird. Um, <laughs> but it is a little high maintenance dog and she's like right at my feet right now. Probably like looking at me like what, what's going on? Oh, what's yeah. up with you, man? Oh, nothing much, man. You know, just uh, same thing. Just taking care of me and my pup, just trying to get after it and excited to talk some, uh, you know, some great athletics, you know? Yeah. And Hey, we have some breaking news this week, uh, that came out, I believe Monday, uh, Coach Houck said that uh, Coach Cox was leaving the program. Uh, we don't know any of the details. So, you know, we don't want to go into any of the details of where he's going, why he's leaving, because uh, we just don't know. And we don't want to say anything that could be wrong. Um, we want to try to have a, a good podcast that's truthful uh, for mm-hmm. the listeners. So uh, that's happening, man. Um also, on this episode, guys, just wanted to let you know, we're going to recap uh, the tournament, the Big Sky Men's Tournament. We're going to go into some of the different aspects of men's basketball and 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 throughout the year, kind of go over what we see for next year, maybe do a little kind of like what we need in recruiting. And uh, yeah, that, that's what we're planning on this episode. Uh, we have some great episodes, like we, like we mentioned earlier, uh, Angel, we have some great episodes coming up, so... Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. No, kind of, kind of talking about the, you know, kind of getting into that, that, the, you know, the tournament this past weekend, you know, I just kind of want to know your opinions, Adam, just off the top, what were some of the things that really kind of stuck that stood out to you? Well, you know, it, it was an up and down tournament, you know, you know, we, we went into it playing Idaho mm-hmm. and we had a big lead, uh, kind of like the story of the year, you know, we, we, kind of lost a lead and came away with, I believe a five or a six point lead, uh, mm-hmm. win. We moved on to the, um, the quarterfinals to meet Weber state. Mm-hmm. We were not favored in that one um, cool. of the money. The money was definitely on Weber state. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we come and play probably our best game. I would think either, you know, other than the Washington game earlier in the year uh, and we beat them pretty soundly. But again, that two headed monster, man, that, that has been biting us all year, we have a big lead and it slowly gets depleted. I don't, you know, there's a lot of things that can, that can be adhered to that uh, youth. You know, we have a lot of youth. Um, mm-hmm. This is the first uh, big sky tournament that all these guys have been playing. The, mm-hmm. the only one that has had experience is Mac Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of this was uh, new to everybody. So, you know, you know, it, it was up and down going into that Eastern Washington game. It was going to have to be a perfect game, mm-hmm. a perfect game for us to uh, win that game. Obviously, it was not a perfect game. Obviously, mm-hmm. we we came out very rusty. Uh, the legs were not there. Uh, mm-hmm. The legs were a little sore. You know, playing your third game in three days, your legs are going to be a little sore. Mm-hmm. A lot of the a sh- lot of the shots were short, um, and you know, Eastern Washington came out hot. 
Um, mm-hmm. And we were down. We were down 44 to 15 at half. Um, and, you know, we got beat uh, by 28 points. So mm-hmm. just kind of um, going back to it, man, just, just yeah. from a play perspective, you know, I was thinking I kind of like to compare these these stories and situations back to when I first started playing. And I was, you know, fortunate enough to start, you know, my redshirt freshman year, which is an awesome opportunity. But, man, let me tell you, you know, like how you just mentioned, those legs were a little sore. I definitely understand that because I was going through the same thing, you know, late in the season, my earlier kind of seasons. It wasn't until my junior and senior season that I got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm a little bit used to it. You know, I'm not as fatigued. And especially, you know, the, the coaching, the training, that played a big role into it, you know, kind of changing from, you know, a stit kind of attitude to a Hawk attitude. You know, they're great coaches in their own way, but their philosophies are very, very different when it comes to actually coaching kids. And so because of that, you know, put me in a position to be able to survive, but it came with experience. And so I can only imagine how they felt, you know, especially having all that pressure from last year, you know, having such a good year last year, you know, potentially being in the same position to take it and then head to March Madness. Uh, What was it? The third, fourth year in a row? Yeah, last year, last year, if we would have had the tournament, that would have been a th- uh, three years in a row. Uh, man, yeah. And but, so, I mean, yeah. going from that until not having it and then trying to live up to those expectations and that pressure with such a young team, it's a lot to handle. It's a lot yeah. to handle because at the end of the day, you know, they're a bunch of kids. I was a kid, you know, playing out there with some with some grown men. You know, yeah. that so it got to a point where, you know, sometimes you just need that experience. But let me tell you, man, I'm proud of the grit. You know, you oh, saw yeah. Was a brilliant, oh, yeah. you know, going into it, I think everybody had the the you know kind of the perspective. Okay, well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get that first round, but I don't know how much more than that. You know, and you like you just said, they played some of their best ball that second round, that quarterfinal yeah. round against Weber, and so it was absolutely incredible to see. And yeah, the legs got a little tired turned toward the end that third game, but at the same time, man. I think it just gave us a glimpse and some flashes of brilliance of what this team team could do for future, you know, kind of future and for years to come. Yeah. Well, and one thing that, you know, probably hasn't been talked about is, you know, the Grizz were coming in, you know, having won four previous matchups with uh, Eastern Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, they have uh, played them twice in the Big Sky Tournament Championship where they eliminated them and they got to go to the dance because they won that game. Um, So, you know, there was probably a little Eastern Washington kind of let's get even, let's get, you know, let's get a little bit uh, of revenge. And, you know, with with being so young, you you can't teach that. You can't teach, hey, these guys are going to be after your neck because we beat them four previous. Mm -hmm. We we know that they're going to want to get a little bit of revenge because we beat them two years in a row to go to March Madness. Um, And they came out like they wanted to show they were worth it. And they've had this year, they've had our, our number, man. We, they, we played them three times and we've lost three times. Mm -hmm. And you know, the first two, you know, the first two were kind of weird because um, just with a schedule, because we went there to Cheney or Cheney um, lost by 14, which it was, Mm -hmm not even close to than the actual score. Um, and then two days later, we went back to Missoula played and it was the same exact ending score, uh, mm-hmm. 90 to 76 lost by 14. So, you know, it, it, the, the fan in me wish it was a little bit closer. So you could have saw, um, some improvement, but you have to look at playing three, three games in three days. Um, mm-hmm. and, 
Eastern Washington did not play as well in their mm-hmm. previous game um, against, I believe, I believe it was Northern Colorado. Um, so I believe they were probably kind of wanting a little revenge and, and to prove that, Hey, this isn't really us. Um, but you know, th- it was a matchup. It, the matchup gave us problems all year. Um, mm-hmm. The matchup was not good. You know, they have some big guys. Tanner Groves was, is a monster in there. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard because, you know, he's like 6'10", 240, 235, something like that. And he can shoot from outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's a rebound. Uh, he just eats the rebounds as well. So, you know, we don't have a dominant big guy. Uh, we have a lot of um, big guys that are good, but they are more uh, a cerebral, like, uh, post four that can kind of go outside. You know, Kyle Owens, I love the guy. He he would rather have the ball and kind of dribble around and kind of go one-on-one. Same with Josh Bannon. Um, you know, Carter Hollinger is an undersized um, power forward. He's been battling injury all year. Um, and then Mac Anderson, you know, he's – a bigger guy, but he does not have the weight like Tanner mm-hmm. Gross does. Um, mm-hmm. So it was a a matchup issue. I wish mm-hmm. we would have had. I, it, you know, and this is this the fan. I wish we were placed uh, upper in the bracket so that we could have played. You know, uh, Southern Utah. I think mm-hmm. we match up a whole lot better than, with Southern Utah than yeah. we do with um, Eastern Washington. Mm-hmm. And so I would have liked to have seen that, but in the end, we would have probably had to face you know, Montana state, um, mm-hmm. or, um, man, that's, Washington, no matter about what. This second, man, a brawl, brawl the wild right there. Jesus, that, you know how fun that would have been. Oh man. I was hoping, I was hoping, oh, I was, gosh. you know, I just, my Twitter feed, my Instagram feed was just blowing up, you know, from, from, from different news outlets talking about, Hey, potentially part two, you know, and another brawl of the wild, like imagine yeah. that, you know, kind of underdogs in a sense, going to, you know, the ship like that and, you know, making a run for it, you know? I think yeah. that was a, a super cool opportunity or potential opportunity, man. And like you said, yeah, like you said, the matchup might have not been the greatest, but I'm going to keep going back to it, man. You saw flashes of Bridlings that put really put into perspective, okay, there's potential here. There's always potential. And I'd like to think how you were mentioning, you know, Eastern, you know, came in with a vengeance. I'd like to say everybody comes in with a little bit of vengeance. Everybody comes in when they come to play Montana with a little bit of jealousy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I can just personally testing from from my a little bit of my playing experience. I know teams were different. We played different teams when they played us as yeah. opposed to, you know, when UC Davis when went up the street, you know, to go play Cal Poly. You know, it was a different environment. It's a, it's yeah. a different, you know, kind of attitude and a different mindset when people come to play us. You know, and I think because of that, we're going to get our best shot every single time. And so that's where that consistently showing up, you know, has to really kind of be a, a point of emphasis when it comes to the train. You know what? And like I said, I think they showed up, you know, early on. They got to a point where they were just a little tired, you know, and yeah. that just comes with experience. And yeah. so once we get a couple, a little, little bit more experience, we put ourselves in a position to be a little bit more, you know, stronger, faster, athletic, maybe getting off to a better or not necessarily a better start, but keeping that 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 kind of run kind of going, being able to close out games, learning how to close out of games. You know, that's a huge, huge step in training in general, learning how you mean everybody can start off good because they're fresh, but closing the games, that's where it's really tough. You know, yeah. I used to wrestle in high school and I just think about some of the situations where, oh, you know, I was gas, I was losing breath and I was like, OK, how am I going to finish it? You know, and it took me a couple of years to get to a point to finish. So I think that's kind of a big missing piece, just learning how to finish. And I think that's an emphasis, not even in just basketball, but in all sports in general. Yeah, one, and 
ultimately, you know, people are going to probably uh, laugh at this, but, <laughs> you know, Duke, I, I like, I, I can't stand Duke, but <laughs> Montana in the big sky conference is kind of like Duke where you're going to get everybody's best shot mm-hmm. in football and in basketball because of, of, of a legacy that, that Montana has in football and basketball. And so, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Totally agree that, um, that, that, that is a real issue. And with young guys, you really can't, you really can't teach that. You really mm-hmm. can't say, Hey guys, you're going to get you the best shot of this team. You can say it, but unless you, your players actually, Hey, wow. Yeah. yeah. It, yep. It's not really going to sink in until mm-hmm. that actually happens. And also, you know, th- uh, this is a question to you, Angel, because yep. I know you played, you, you played football for the Grizz. Now, yep. is basketball, would you say, is basketball different in the aspect where um, basketball, you know, we they play more games, probably twice mm-hmm. as much, mm-hmm. uh, as many games. Do you feel like um, a freshman in basketball is not the same as, as a freshman in football because they are expected halfway into the season to be at, at a better place than a football player would be they're not expected to be by the end of that season they're not expected to be uh a freshman anymore and i've i've heard all the you know uh tom Izzo and and coach k and you know these guys you know, other freshmen but they you know this is the time where they're not going to be um, playing like freshmen because you've got to have that growth what do you feel about that well, I mean, there's kind of differentiating ideas when it comes to that. You know, it kind of really depends on the actual need of the team. You know, sometimes uh, you get put in positions where you don't necessarily need the freshmen and you need to rely to them as heavily. You know, and it's been like that, you know, previous years with, you know, football and basketball. You know, it just happened a year. It happened to be that this year they relied on the freshmen a little more. So that comes with a little bit of pressure, you know, but it really it, it's two different walls that we're talking about here. You know, you think yep. about, you know, a freshman collegiate basketball player as compared to a football player. You know, they're built different. They're, they're, you know, the philosophies are different. You know, I mean, obviously, at the end of the day, it's win, you know, but there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into it. You know, every coach is different in their styles. You know, every, every, the assistant coaches, you know, they have certain tendencies that maybe football coaches don't have. You know, so it's really it's kind of hard to answer that question just because it's so particular, you know, to each situation. You know, in this situation, I just think it was simply a matter of, hey, you know what? That growth is expected regardless on both ends of the spectrum, football and basketball. You know, there's that pressure to get better and you have to come out and and, and contribute and show that you're, you know, uh, an asset to the team. You know, that's part of the responsibility. That's part of the pressure of being a student athlete, you know, especially at at, at, at the D1 level. You know, so I think that kind of perspective, there's always that pressure. But at the same time, it's like, okay, you're a freshman still. You know, yeah. we can push you. We can push you. We're going to expect the most out of you just because we expect that from everybody. Not necessarily you're a special exception. It just happened to be uh, uh, maybe a little bit more of an unfortunate situation where you had to play a bigger role early on. You know, yeah. as opposed to me, kind of thinking back of mine, we had talented guys, a talented senior group. My freshman year was potentially you know, one of the better offensive line units that we've seen in a long, long time, you know, with, with Mike Ralston, Cooper Sprung, you know, all, all those guys, David Reese, you know, Devin Dietrich, those guys, you know, it just happened to be, I just got the opportunity of a lifetime to play, you know, over, over a couple of seniors and those seniors could have easily, easily, you know, kind of cried about it and boo hoo, but they took me under the wings, 
you know, yeah, kind definitely. of put me in that situation. It put me in a position to be like, okay, I want to be a leader. I want to grow too. How can I grow? And I think putting these guys in that situation is going to put them in a, in, in a place where they, they want to be a leader. They want to show the young guys how to do it at an earlier age to be more successful sooner, to get an opportunity of a lifetime to potentially play at, at the at the NBA level. Who knows? Yeah. You know, so I think that perspective is just kind of important to keep when thinking about these situations. I think it's it's based on the situation. Yeah, I, I totally I get to where you're coming from with that. Um, just also, you know, going into that game, you know, Eastern Washington shot uh, 43% from three. It right. lights out. Um, they 56, 56% from uh, field goal range. They out-rebounded us by 15. Um, you know, we shot 21%. So <laughs> it, it's, it's hard to win a game uh, at all if, if you're shooting like that and they're shooting like that. So, and also one thing that I kind of saw is it, the matchup was not there. It just seemed uh, like Eastern Washington was bigger, faster, mm-hmm. and stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily is that the truth, but it just looked like that. Yeah. Um, I am really proud of, of the Grizz team on how, you know, they, they were down by – 28 points, 30 points, you know, they could have easily thrown in the towel easily. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how demoralizing that is to be, lo- I, I know how to, how, how that feels. Cause I played basketball and I, it, it is demoralizing. And especially having that being aired on Pluto in a, in a uh, tournament game, a big sky tournament game, you know, they could have just folded up shop mm-hmm. and that, that kind of makes me happy. And, and, and it makes me excited for next year is because they've got something on their shoulder now. Mm-hmm. The, 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 they've got a bad taste in their mouth. Um, and so one thing that we'll get into later, something that I worry about that we'll get into later, just about some things that we'll see for next year um, with the transfer portal that, that uh, we, we are seeing now, we'll get into that later. But um, I wanted to kind of talk about the roadblock, like, you know, this year and, and, you know, you can say that Eastern Washington is a roadblock, but if you go through the series, you know, it's the series is 15, 10 in the favor of, of Montana. Mm-hmm. Okay. We've had times where we've beaten them all throughout the year, both times and, and gone to and beaten them in the big sky tournament. So mm-hmm. yeah, this year they are a roadblock. They beat mm-hmm. us three times. Are they a roadblock to us? No. Um, are they a team that I look to and say, Hey, what do we have to do to get better? Yeah. Because they're not going to be losing that many, that many guys next year. And Mm so, yeah, we're going to be looking at them and saying, okay, what do we need to do to get better? What do we need to change to, because they're going to be, they're going to play Kansas this, you know, I think it's Saturday, Mm -hmm. uh, which I have them beating Kansas. Just want to know. I just really, I have them beating Kansas because I just yeah. think Kansas, the blue blood is going to go down. I heard, and this is kind of way into it. I don't, I don't know if it's true. They had Kansas had not even watched film on Eastern Washington until I, I believe like Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Isn't that's that ridiculous? Crazy. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, well, do you, why is that? Do you know why that is? I don't know. I saw that on Twitter and I'm like, no, that can't be true. That's it was like you, it, can't believe, you can't believe everything you see on social media, man. I don't no, know. But it was a video of a player oh, saying really? it. Yeah, it wasn't written. It was like a video of a player saying, "Yeah, we haven't. We don't really know too much. We haven't watched film on Eastern Washington." And I'm just sitting there like, "What? 
when when selection Sunday happens, you've got IT guys going and putting in together film and and sending it to you. I'm pretty sure that coaches are sending it out to your iPad or whatever you have to to break mm-hmm. down film. Man, I that's, just thought that was Adam, crazy. You can't tell me that just doesn't get you going. You know the the you know the lack of respect. Oh know? yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> Think about that. You know, if if a, if a player that I was playing against says something like that, you know, when I was playing football, you know how riled up the team would get in general. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh my goodness, that 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 kind of gets me ready to run through a wall, put on the pads again. You know, sneak in and pretend I'm a freshman or something. I don't know. But um, goodness gracious, I don't know. Oh, I just I think time and time and time and time again, you you see that lack of respect at the big sky level, and that's why you see those upsets happening. Oh yeah, you know, and, and not even at the at the big scale level, but just this D one double A level. You know, you you see the lack of respect. You know, like, hey, we'll just kind of take them. It's a, it's an easy win, or it's it's a lighter. You know, it's one of those things that they feel like they got in the bag, and because of that, it just puts them in a position. And like, you never know what's going to happen. And that's what's so awesome about the world of sports. You yeah. don't know what's going to happen the next play. You don't know what type of miracles you've seen time and time again. You oh, know, yeah. highlights on YouTube. You know, from teams that came back from behind the win kind of miracle wins, you know, and they get me, I would hate to be the team on the losing side that gets a million plus views. Oh yeah. I didn't take my, my opponent seriously enough, you know? Yeah. Kind of reiterated. Oh yeah. You know, it's going to be hard to stop them. You know, they've got a lot of guys that are, are weapons and stuff, but man, once, once it's out there, like you can't, you can't get that back. Like that's, and, and, and overall, like I think the selection committee, and the NCA has has a thing against the big sky because you look at Montana. Well, two years in a row, we got placed with Michigan. Mm-hmm. Two years in a yeah. row. Two years yeah. in a row. That is unheard of of playing the same person two years in a row. Exactly. And you know, we're, it's constantly a fourteen or a fifteen seed. No, mm-hmm. be, not better than that. And if you look at Eastern Washington, even if you look at throw, throw in Montana, we play the best. Mm-hmm. You know, Montana played Arizona. They played USC. Mm-hmm. They played uh, Georgia. Um, USC is in the uh, the tournament this year. Um, yep. I believe we. I think it was like it was a closer game. I thought it was like twelve or eighteen points that we held w- yep. with USC. So you know, Eastern Washington. They played Washington State. They played Arizona. They played yep. Oregon. All those teams that you know that they're big teams. And you're still not getting respect. And yep. I, I hope it bites them in the butt. I hope it bites them in the butt. I hope so too, man. I hope so too. And I think uh, you bring about a good point. You know, I, I don't say much, but, you know, but go eggs this weekend. Or is exactly. It this exactly. No, no it's, oh, it's Saturday. It is Saturday. Yep. Yeah, this weekend. Yeah. Goodness yep. gracious. Lose track of yep. time these days, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, before we went on on that tangent, you know, I, I just wanted to th- – uh, ask you, Angel, what do you think? Do you think that, you know, a roadblock uh, is Eastern Washington for us? Or is it, you know, just this year they just had our number, you know, and it, and it kind of fluctuates um, with year to year? I think necessarily when it comes to, you know, just the sports programs and all athletics of everything, Grizz, I think we are our number one competitor. You know, I think looking at the talent that we have, you know, the opportunities that come our way um, from, you know, all kind of standpoints of, you know, athletic kind of avenues, I think we are our greatest roadblock, you know, and I, I think, you know, we beat ourselves this year, you know, just like I've been part of years where I know 
it wasn't necessarily anything crazy special that they did. It was just, hey, you know what? We didn't come prepared enough. Our mental focus wasn't there, or you know what? We didn't we didn't practice the right way. You know, we didn't approach it the right way. We didn't think about it in certain terms. You know, because of those types of things before in the past. You know, when I was early on in my career, it was one of those things. It was like, okay, we, I'm I'm my biggest roadblock. And it took uh, it took me a couple of years to figure that out, and I think these guys are in that process to kind of realize that eventually, be like, hey, you know what? We beat ourselves. We put ourselves in this position. What can we do? Do we need to hit the gym more? Do we need to run more? You know, do we need to put the you know put some gas in it? You know, what can we do to kind of put ourselves in a situation? Because I know just as student athletes in general, we're so hard on ourselves, and there's a reason for that. You know, because yeah. we want to achieve. You know, for X, Y, and Z reasons, you know, our, our sole pro- purpose going to university is to be be a student, but it's also opportunity because a lot of a lot a lot of student athletes they're not <laughs> students because they're they're athletes, you know, yeah. or they're students because they're athletes. That's what I meant to say. Yep. And yep. So because of that, yeah. it's just one of those things. It's like I think we are our biggest roadblock. I think it's always fun. Always fun to have that competition. It adds a little flair. It adds a little kind of spice to the mix. But at the end of the day, just one of those things. It's like we are our biggest critic and we put ourselves in a situation to, you know, kind of overcome it. So kind of going back to it, I know I keep kind of beating it, but it's like, I'm excited to kind of see where they kind of go uh, yeah. following this, this, uh, this, this past uh, week's loss. Yeah. So let's, let's get into this because we have some comments from some viewers too. So yep. um, we'll, we'll go into those at the end, but um, let's go into, you know, what do we see for next year? You know, um, Jack Marshall, uh, uh, beat reporter for the, I believe the Cayman. Um, he he said, hey, you know, what do you who, what do you guys see for a a a leader or a a threat um, for? Uh, sorry, Jack. Uh, what do you think of Robbie Beasley the third's potential? Um, and so this year, one of the things that we were lacking was a go to guy. You know, we lose Sade Pridget. Uh, his senior year, you know, he's gone. We didn't have a guy that was our like assassin. We didn't have mm-hmm. a guy that was like, okay, when we're down, you know, five points, who's going to have the ball in their hand? Exactly. You know, who, who, who's got, who's going to have it, you know, later on that Weber state game, holy buckets. Uh, mm-hmm. Robbie Beasley, like basically took that game over. And I saw it briefly throughout the year that mm-hmm. he's able to do that. Um, I believe it was, oh, I want to say either Portland State, I want to say um, that he, the game tying shot, they send it to overtime. Um, like he has the potential to be a, a number one guy. Um, I also think Brandon Whitney, he has, he has potential to be a number one guy as well. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you see for next year, Angel? Well, like you said, kind of going back to, to to Robbie B. I mean, thinking about where he came from, a kid from a school in high school. I think it was Dublin, Dublin High yep. School. Um, yeah, I and just so. thinking about his kind of career there. I mean, you kind of look into it, you know. And I think they ran, you know, an eighty and you know, kind of fifteen season or something like that. So a very successful season. So kind of transitioning from that high school place to collegiate place, you know what it's like to win, you know. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there's a, there's a competitive nature to it, and so it's like potential to grow. You know, and the fact that he's a freshman and that, he, you know, he saw some playing time. It's only going to put him in a position where he's going to have to, you know, maybe mature a little quicker. But it's going to put him in a position to really kind of dominate for those years to come. You know, and I think because he came 
from the culture of winning, like a lot of these guys have before in the past, that they were they were the studs on the team. They know what it's like to win in the competitive and just in their nature. It's going to put them in a position for all to really kind of see that growth as a player, as a young man, and put them in a position to say, okay, this is we don't like this feeling. We know what it's like to win, and we know what it's yeah. like to lose. It, you know, and and I'm sure ten out of ten times they much rather win. And so it's like, but I think in these instances, you you got to lose a little bit to win. You know, exactly. I think that's exactly. kind of that's what they're kind of going through. You know, they're losing a little bit to really kind of put themselves in a position to say, hey, you know what? Never again. You know, there was time and time again where I can't say that. It, obviously, I ended my career on the loss, you know, to Weber State, you know, um, as, as a football player. But I remember every single game of the loss, I was like, never again, never again. Yeah. You know, it's just a mentality thing. You know, yeah. it, it's a competitive nature. Of you. you know, there's, you know, you got to you, you take it on the chin just like anything else, but then you put yourself in a position to bounce back 10 times harder. And so that potential is there, you know, the yeah. potential is there for all those guys, you know, the, the minutes that they played, I think Robbie only came away with a, with a handful of points, you know, this past, this past week. But like you said, you know, there's been uh, situations where it's like, okay, he, he, he's going to be able to do something down the road. Yeah. And I, I just don't know, you know, you can, you can say, Hey, it's your time to go score. Um, mm-hmm. But to actually do that is one thing. Um, and so I think over, over this break, I think, I think he'll, you know, this summer break and stuff like that. I think he'll get even better this year was just so, it was so weird, you know, hearing some of the things that, you know, these freshmen don't even know what Missoula looks like. I've heard that they haven't been able to get out. Mm -hmm. They've been basically quarantined to their, you know, their area where they're living. And so they don't, they, they, I think Robbie Beasley and Brandon Whitney were asked, like, hey, what is your favorite thing about Missoula? And they're like, oh, we don't know. Like, yeah. So so that kind of is alarming because they don't know Missoula. All they know is, hey, I've got basketball. That's it. Um, so this year, learning, not having a senior this year that actually knew the program because Michael Stedman, yeah, he was a senior, but he didn't play. This was his first year playing in the system. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, losing three three seniors with uh, uh, Saeed Pridgett and uh, Kendall Manuel, um, you know, that's hard to do and reload and, and expect to be number one or number two. Um, mm-hmm. And if you look at Travis Duker, he kind of has those cycles. Uh, I remember when he had Ahmad Rory and Michael Gunier, he, you know, that was like an awesome team. And then when they left, you know, he got in some players where, um, you know, he had to develop them a little bit and it took a, a, a couple years. Um, and so um, what I would like, I would like to see a little bit more development of those younger guys so that there's not that such a layoff. Um, but, you know, that's just me being a fan. Um, yep. I think that that'll happen. I just think that this year was so crazy and what was expected of these guys. Um, I hope that they're taking care of themselves because, yep. you know, with depression and, and it, it's real. And, you know, only having, you know, your, 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 your basketball friends and, and, and having just basketball and not being able to get out, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's something real. And so I, I do like, I see a lot of good parts. We have a lot of good mm-hmm. parts. I'm just wanting to see how are we going to put those parts together? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you never really saw, you know, Kyle Owens, phenomenal player, mm-hmm. you know, athlete slasher, big guy, shoot the ball really well. He had games where he was, you know, leading score, rebounding, you know, really well. And then he had times where nothing, mm-hmm. um, you know, Derek Car- Carter Hollinger, which I think is the ultimate glue guy. 
he had injuries all year and we really missed him. Um, you know, and Brandon Whitney, he was a freshman, but he had you know, probably a, for a freshman, a pretty consistent freshman mm-hmm. year. Um, and then Robbie Beasley as well. But, you know, we had a lot of turmoil, a lot of, you know, things happened during the year, you know, can uh, Cameron Satterwhite left the program in the middle of the year. Um, I believe I can't remember his name. He's from Australia. Um, he left the program the mid, like I believe like the first month or so. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Stedman left the program, you know, middle of February. Um, so and you really usually usually don't see that mm-hmm. happen. Um, mm-hmm. And so um, and I actually saw a lot of the guys kind of gel more when Michael Stedman left. I'm not saying anything. Michael Simmons is a great player, but I felt like they gelled a little bit. I felt like that kind of opened up uh, Josh Bannon to kind of have more fluidness to the, his game and kind of do some more things. It also, you know, left it open for for more um, spreading out, um, and you know, the team was more driving a lot more. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of good pieces. I just, what are you going to do with those pieces? You're going to have to bring those pieces together. Um, there is a hole. We need, do need a big guy. Um, we do need a big guy, big time. And it doesn't need to be a scoring big guy. It, mm-hmm. We just need a big guy in there so we can, we can guard other conferences, big, bigger guys. You know, exactly. Weber state's going to, Weber state's going <laughs> to, they had some huge guys. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have big guys. Eastern Washington is going to have big guys. Northern Colorado um, they've got some big guys, but not as much as they usually do. Yeah. So um, we're going to need a bigger guy. I don't know where that's going to come from. Um, it's probably not going to come from recruiting, so probably a transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will be interesting to see what happens with that as well. Yep. So what do you see? I, I was going off on a tangent, Angel. So what do you see for next year? What do you What do you think? I mean, I think the, the 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 big theme right now that I just it keeps crossing my mind, and you know, and I think this is something that could be ap- applicable to every athlete. You know, one of the things that I did not take seriously enough early on in my career is understanding that I'm in charge of my success as a player, that I'm in charge of my health. And I'm in charge of what I put into my body when it comes to the way that I eat. You know, if I was going out at the time, if I was, you know, put myself in a position where it was like, hey, you know what? You you probably shouldn't be doing this. This may be a time where you should be resting. So I think and this is something that every athlete on here, if we have, you know, a younger audience that listens to us, take care of your body, yeah. you know, and I think you know, kind of going back to what we said at the beginning of this conversation, you said you saw the legs get a little tired. You saw them get a little slow, you know, and I think that comes with taking care of your body. And so I think, you know, I'm going to kind of let you have that tangent, but in the same sense, it's like on my end of the spectrum, I think everybody needs to take a sense of ownership when it comes to being a, you know, being a a student athlete, you know, this is your job. If you don't produce, you know, there's some issues, you know, And that's just that's just the reality of what it is. And so, you know, kind of what did Marshall said, you got to take care of your chickens. You know, you got to take <laughs> care, you know, of what's yours. You exactly. Know? And obviously he was talking a different term, but in the same sense, it's like, you know, you got to take care of your body. You know, you got to put yourself in a position. You got to, you know, make those sacrifices because that those sacrifices that you made in high school, are the reason why you're here playing right now, yeah. you know. There's very, very few athletes that were just gifted enough to do whatever the heck that they wanted and still were able to thrive on all levels. 
you know, it's a commitment, it's a passion. And I, and I have stories upon stories and we're going to get into that later on. And as we kind of continue this journey of, of learning about, you know, you know, some of my, my experiences, stories as an athlete in general, you know, that I, that I've been put in positions where I'm like, okay, I'm inspired by that. You know, how, do, how can I be better? What can I take care of myself? And it could be as simple as, Hey, put down, put, put down that juice and go get a glass of water. You know, one baby steps, people neglect the progress of baby steps. And I think those baby steps are going to be important. Taking care of, of their health, getting in the gym a little bit, you know, going on a couple walks, you know, taking those priorities outside of what's met, what's expected of you um, as far as practice and, you know, the, you know, the food do and where or however they get their meals, you know, yeah. because of those. I think that's what I really like would like to see next year. You know, I, I really I'm just passionate about athletic performance. You know, wins, they're going to come, you know, I think they're going to come. But I'd love to see these these young men turn into, you know, some 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 ballers, some monsters on there, you know, some athletic freaks, you yeah, know, because it can happen to anybody. And I've seen it time and time again, people commit themselves to the weight room and their, and their dietary habits. And it makes it makes a, a world of a difference. And I can say that that last year, you know, I made a three uh, three sixty of a lifestyle change, and that I'm still implement, em, implementing to this day. And it's put me in a position to feel the best that I've ever felt. You know, be a little. I'm, I'm actually more athletic now than I was during my playing days. You know, oh, let's, was, let's was, suit you up, man. Let's suit you up. Suit me up, my goodness <laughs> gracious, dude. Um, so it's just one of those things, man. It's just like t- t- take care of yourself. And I, I hope that e- anybody that listens that if they, if you guys ever have any questions uh, or want any tips and tricks, reach out to us. You know, yeah, comment on the podcast, you know, let us help you. If it, even if it's as simple as, Hey man, what kind of diet are you on? You know, what should I be eating? You know, I'd love to be able to help out. And I, obviously I'm not professional, you know, so don't take me to court, but <laughs> at the same time, man, it's like, you know, I'm just, I'd love to share some tips and tricks. If there's somebody out there that's struggling with that. And if exactly. I can help them out, I'm going to help them out. Well, and it'd be interesting angel to see, you know, with COVID and, and how they were kind of, I don't want to say lockdown, but they pretty much were locked down in an area where they're not getting access to people. How are they getting their, their meals? You know, are they, they, are they ordering stuff? Are they getting it sent to them? You know, what, what type of meals are they, are they getting? Because this year, you know, like you probably know all as well. I do too. What you put in your body is what you're going to get out. If you're putting yeah, crap yeah. in your body, you're going to And this like is crap. not to say, I just want to be clear for listeners, this is not to say that, you know, that they were doing, they was practicing no, these bad no, habits. I'm no. simply just saying that, like, I'd love to continue to see that physical growth. I think yeah. with that, like you said, you know, sometimes we're in positions where we just needed a couple more pounds on us. Yeah. You know, if we had those extra pounds, it might've made that big difference, yeah. you know, and it, it goes a long way. You know, I think just thinking again, back from my athletic performance, those couple of pounds made a huge difference in my performance. And I'd yeah. love to see it like that. I'm sure I know they're surrounded by top tier coaches and, and, you know, the nutrition staff and everything in between and, and athletic trainers, you know, but I think, I think really kind of taking that to heart and realizing, okay, let me, let me get my weight up a little bit. You know, let, let me, let me, let me improve on the areas of weakness and kind of put, put in, you know, a, a pen to a pen to paper and writing down those kind of goals that they want to accomplish, visualizing them. I think it'll be something good. And I think you brought about a good point right now too. A lot of these guys just been sitting at home, you know, sitting yeah. in the hotel, sitting at home. Can you just imagine from, you know, what's what's that doing to the mental health? Oh yeah. You know, well, and as a, as a high school range, as a high school yeah. angel, did you know how to eat? Like when I was no. in high school, like you just you 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 weight train, you eat whatever yeah. you want. 
But, you know, a lot of these guys are, you know, we have what, four freshmen, you know, you know, three sophomores. We have a really young team. They probably are new to that. Um, They're probably just getting to that that area. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually uh, quite a bit of a fan of, especially nowadays, since I'm trying to lose a couple LBs right now, um, just of, you know, kind of physique training and strongman training and those different avenues. They're two completely different types of realms of strength training, you know, but it's so incredible what they put into their body. It's a lot of good stuff, but it's a lot of stuff, you know, yeah. and it's like, I, I'm barely at a point, even I'm still learning to this day, you know, and I was surrounded by, you know, Matt Nicholson, you know, Sean, you know, the Demings, you know, those, you know, those guys were just instrumental and in really just give at least building a foundation. So one thing that I implore everybody to do, just talk to your coach about some of yeah, the dietary exactly. habits. You know, go outside, get some sunshine. Vitamin D is yes. great for you, you know. And yep. so I'm just kind of thinking along the lines of, like you said, going back to it, it's been such a crazy year. I can only imagine what those players were kind of experiencing on a day-to-day basis if I was locked up in my room and I wasn't allowed to, you know, kind of go out because it demanded that sacrifice in order to play the game that I love. But I can only imagine just sitting there and be like, man, I, I think I'm a little bit tired of, 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 of playing some Call of Duty. You know, I think I, <laughs> I want to go outside for a little bit. So I don't know, man. I'm excited. Like I said, I think growth is going to happen inev- inevitably, but I, yeah. I'd love to see those little kind of those little changes. I think it's going to go a long way for their development as not only players, but just as men. Well, and one thing that, you know, that I saw just the, some of the problems that we had was the, the pace of play, man. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I know coach secure is a defense oriented guy. Uh, if you're play, if if you're not playing defense, you're not going to be on the court. And I love that. I love hard nose defense, but just because you're a hard nose and you take pride in your hard nose defense, doesn't mean that your offense should be stagnant. And mm-hmm. a lot of our guys, and I saw this in in multiple games where our best shooters had an open shot and they ha- a, like second guess themselves to take it. They like mm-hmm. almost did like a, oh I can't shoot it. Like, and I'm just wondering, like, do we, did the coaching staff need to kind of look at themselves too and say, and, and, and we have great coaches. I'm not saying that, you know, don't, don't, don't get on me about that, but they're great coaches and, and coach Dekir is awesome. And he, he is a winner. Um, but to see all these other teams where their offense is, is spread out, it's fluid. Our offense was probably one of the slowest paced offenses in the big sky, if not pretty close um and just the 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 confidence level in you know we have a lot of guys that are are great shooters that they are second guessing themselves and so i'm just kind of wondering what can we do to kind of change that pace Mm -hmm. and do the do the coaches see that because Mm -hmm. it's very evident when you're watching a game the pace of it you know, mm-hmm. my one of my favorite teams is Michigan State, um, mm-hmm. and they are hard-nosed defense, but they get out and run. They get out mm-hmm. and run. After a, they rebound the ball, they are pushing it. Um, mm-hmm. And you can still have your, your half-court sets and everything like that, but if you're pushing the ball, that could be an easy layup. That could be, you know, uh, an outside uh, three, um, a wide-open one. I just think we the offense, what we're doing on offense, needs to be kind of revamped and looked at a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what? And I, I, I'm kind of, I guess I'm going to, I think I'm going to play a little bit devil's advocate on that. I think I'm okay. going to go the opposite direction. I don't think they change a dang thing. Okay. I think 
simply because they're so great. I mean, I mean, just walking, I've had the, you know, awesome experience of, you know, going from class to practice and kind of being able to walk, you know, through, through the arena and kind of see them at practice, you know, even if it was a five second spit, but man, let me tell you, man, they go hard. They go hard. Oh, yeah. always and it's just, I think it's really, they've always had the highest level of standard and expectation and they coach hard. They sacrifice a lot and they put a lot of their own time into the craft. And like, were you talking about, you know, that confidence? Yeah. I think it's, it's just something that needs to be built from the player's perspective. You know, they got to be willing to take that shot. They got to be able to have that conversation like Michael Jordan's had before, you know, I've missed, you know, 1500 shots, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've been trusted to make the game winning, you know, a point X amount of time. And I've, I've, I've failed. You know, and yeah. I think because of those instances, the coaching is already set in place. Those expectations are set in place. That trust to say, hey, man, take that shot. It's in place. Yeah. I think it just comes from the player to say, hey, you know what? I'm ready to take that shot. You know, win or lose, I'm going to take it. You know, and then you like just thinking about previous years, you know, I've known some players that they just said, hey, you know what? I'm going to go for it all. I go for it all. I go for nothing. And you see them mm-hmm. come out time and time again. You know, and I think that's the beautiful part about the game, man. I think kind of seeing it's not only that we get to see some awesome basketball, but we get to see these we get to see these guys grow. We, yeah, get, we get to see these guys develop, and I think that's the beauty of, of of this sport in general. You know, like you see that guy that may have been a little bit timid in you know, that first year, but you see him that 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 second, third, fourth year, man, just absolutely go crazy at the park. And I think that's uh, so that's why I'm going to say, hey, you know what? I think that coaching, that demand, and expectations already set in place. I think it's one of those things. Is like, okay, we're going to continue to coach hard. Because they these lessons are going to be learned on the court from the players' yeah. perspective. Well, and I'm not saying you know that that the the players aren't trying hard and, and, and no, no, that's aren't. yeah, no, that's yeah. not what that's not no, yeah. just let everyone know that that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. That they work extremely hard. Yeah, um, it's just this, continuing development, man. That's all it yeah. is. I mean, I I, th- I mean, there's there's nothing wrong in saying, hey, you know what? There there's room for improvement. You know, yeah. even at the end of my my senior season, I know I wasn't, you know, where. I, I expected or I wanted to be, there was always something to chase. That was kind of the mantra that went on with the offensive line. It was like, hey, this was great. We killed it. We perfected mm-hmm. this. But nah, there's more. You know? So 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 let's say, and I'm, I'm kind of be devil's advocate too. Yeah. Uh let's say, you know, again, we get a little bit better next year. And you know, Eastern Washington still is a roadblock uh for us. Do do you think then we should start looking at what we need to do differently with our offense, our defense is going to be there no matter what our defense is going to be there. um, And you can win off of defense, but when you have a, when you have a, a team that is so good and has so many threats um, at offense, it is hard to guard it. That, Mm -hmm. that Eastern Washington team, there is nobody that you can lay off and kind of play inside um, Mm -hmm. and kind of straddle one and, and kind of play off more on one guy. There's mm-hmm. because you're going to get burned. Um, and so, you know, it, it, does that mean next year, if that happens again, is this, that's when we start worrying about some of the offensive stuff? Yeah, well, it, it's based on a week to week basis. I think, I think they do, I think just athletics in general do an awesome time of saying, hey, you know what? The focus of this week is, you know, Portland State. The focus of this week is Idaho. And then they move on to the next week. Obviously, in the back of the head, I think they're going to be thinking about Eastern Washington the whole year, you know, yeah. but I think because of that, like you said, just I mean, um, that's not to, and when I was saying it early, that's not to say that they don't, you know, kind of plan 
game plan a little bit around depending on who they're going to play. You know, they yeah. got to kind of expose their weaknesses, just like anything. It's a ch- it's a, it's chess. You know, it's chess when it comes to these types of games, um, and just basketball and football games in general. And so, just they're obviously going to come up with a game plan. There's obviously you know strength and weaknesses that hey, you know what we can do a, bit, a little better here. And I think they apply you know kind of accordingly. But as in, I kind of meant more in a sense of like, hey, for the most part, I think they have a game plan. And I think sticking to the foundational game plan that they have year in and year in has proven why they're so, you know, successful. And then that, that comes in that, that consistency, you yeah. know, like you said, you know, I think there's certain things to work on. Obviously, the point of the game is to score, you know, more points than other teams, you know, and, and defend more and defend more points than the other team. But and I think they're going to take that into consideration. But I think as far as, hey, you know what, we're here to develop men. I think that's going to be the number one priority, you know, and kind of take it on the on the on player by player basis. You know, like I said, I've, I've, I've walked a little bit, you know, just kind of by them while they're practicing. And, you know, every guy's working on their craft. You know, the big men were booking, were working, you know, kind of those inside shots. You know, yeah. the shittier guys were outside learning how to, you know, do X, Y, Z, you know, just continue to work on their craft and kind of perfect to work on the, their strength and kind of work on the weaknesses at the same time as well. And so it's just one of those things. But. I think they're going to put put themselves in a position to succeed when that time comes. Well, and it would be interesting to see, you know, with this year, this year has just been weird, you know, how, and we don't know, and we probably will never know, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of the team had COVID or mm-hmm. had COVID sometime during the year. Exactly. Uh, what I had heard is, is a lot of the team had it earlier on in the year and during yep. the summer months. Um, and so, um, that that's pivotal time where you're working on your craft, where you're getting one-on-one, you know, maybe attention with a, uh, a coach working on your, your craft, maybe working on a certain uh, aspect of your game. Um, that could have been a, a, a huge part of not having, having that time uh, with just the way that this year was. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly, man. It just, so, hey, Let's let's uh you know sorry did you have something else sorry no no go ahead man go ahead what were you saying said uh, I was just gonna go into uh the recruiting or do you have one last thought oh no actually when it comes to recruiting um yeah I just kind of, I don't necessarily know what's happening too much in the recruiting world right now I know that we have a couple commits right now don't we yes so right now we have a six uh, three um, point guard out of uh, Las Vegas Nevada Jonathan mm-hmm. Braggs. Um, mm-hmm really cool guy i got to interview him um that that uh a little plug here that that interview will be happening that'll be coming out probably on monday um and so uh really cool guy and and he he i i feel he's gonna really fit into montana he loves defense yep he's an athlete um he really takes care of his body from, from what he's saying. Um, and he played at Bishop Gorman um, high school in uh, I believe Nevada, where it it's, it's not, yeah, it's not a high school. It's, it's pretty much a, it's a college campus that oh, yeah. they're oh, traveling yeah. all over the place. So yeah, that's um, competition right there. Yeah, exactly. Um, some other recruits that they have offers out to mm-hmm. um, Kyle uh, Frilo for uh, six, six, um, power forward out of Northridge, California. Yep. Um, Cameron Robinson, six uh, eight uh, power forward out of Portland, Oregon, mm-hmm. and Justice. Um, I, I think it's Justice. It's what has a U in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackson, a six one guard out of Goodyear, Arizona, 
And then one guy, one more guy, uh, Glenn Taylor Jr., 6'6", mm-hmm. guy that guard, a wing guy, kind of combo guard out yep. of Las, uh, Las Vegas, Nevada as well. Yep. Those guys are still um, on the radar. Yep. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, we, we've got, I believe we've got three three spots, uh, actually two, two open spots at, uh, out there right now mm-hmm. uh, because – of uh, Michael Sedman leaving and Cameron Satterwhite leaving. So we have two open spots that we could fill. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, do we get one of the recruits or mm-hmm. do we go to the transfer portal uh, yeah. and get a guy out of that way? Um, mm-hmm. So it'll be, a, in, oh, let's say we get two of these guys. It, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, just based off, off what we need. Um it, you're not going to really get a, a big guy, you know, six, eight is the biggest guy that they've got offered mm-hmm. and he's more of a power forward. Um, so, you know, it, it, it kind of, my, my thought process is that I feel they'll probably go to the transfer portal and try to get a big that way. Mm-hmm. And they might add another guy from this list um, that they've already offered. Um, I think that's a, that's I, obviously I like to say this saying, like, I don't know nothing about nothing. But if I was a coach, I think that would kind of be the, the smarter way to go. I think that yeah. that experience is kind of needed right now. Um, and I think it would be good for some of those younger guys to be around, you know, a veteran guy like that. So who really knows when it comes down to it? You know, yeah. they're, they're they're the experts. They're the professionals. You know, when it comes to this type of stuff, all, all I can do is give my opinion and say, hey, you know what? That's what I, if I was a coach, I'd probably put myself in that shoe and say, hey, you know what? That's probably the smart move to make. Well, and the only thing that like uh, worries me is, you know, with the transfer portal, um, you know, Idaho, I think they've lost six guys, seven guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Montana State, I think, will have lost two. So do we lose any guys? I know we've already lost three guys in the middle of the year. I don't think we do. I don't, I don't think we do either. I think I'm we've kind of – not to say up. like they're bad apples, but we've kind of separated the – not the bad apples, but the, the people that don't want to be here or are looking for a, and this is probably the better way to say it. They're looking for a better opportunity for their skill set. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you've said that a while back in our, one of our first episodes is it might not be a, a player coach thing. It might mm-hmm. just be, Hey, this does not work for my skill set. Um, yeah. I need to, I need to look out. I need to look out for me. And as a player, if you're not get, being you know, use with your best skill set. Of course, you've got you got to look out for you. Yeah. Um, and so, who knows? I don't think they're going to lose anybody. I think they, you know, they've got a core group there that are ready to to go. I think mm-hmm. they're just going to add a couple people. So, yep, exactly. I think so too. I'm kind of curious, um, kind of for the listeners out there. I think it'd be a good idea to kind of get the perspective on who do you think is going to take, you know, March Madness. So oh, yeah, leave a comment, man. Leave a comment. Let us know what you guys think. You know, we yeah. want to hear the different perspectives down the road. We'll make a little episode after it's all said and done, kind of recapping just really quickly and really vaguely to how the tournament kind of went and who kind of came out on top. Yeah. Well, you know, it'd be really cool. A lot of the uh, groups, I know my, my family does a pool um, and we have a trophy as well. So yeah. um, <laughs> we have a trophy. It's a makeshift oh, yeah. trophy that yeah. we, uh, we have, yeah. but um it would be a cool uh, maybe next year yep. to set up a, a fight on Montana uh, bracket challenge. Yep. Um, for the well, as a student, well, as an ex-student athlete, I was never able to, you know, kind of bet and put my oh, yeah. 
those, you know. So I'm just letting you know I'm I found out a place where you know I'm doing nothing illegal, so I'm taking full advantage of it, man. Put me in all the pools, invite me. Invite nice, me. nice, yep. nice. Well, hey, you know, uh listeners, um, I, I want to lo- go through the comments there. We have had some comments here that I wanted to go over. Um what uh Micah Kemper says, and I think this is Michael Kemper as well on there uh, i know we don't have the locker room view but did you see a clear leader on the floor this year um what do you think angel did you see a clear leader you know what i'd like to say you know kind of just dumbing it back a little bit i think there's a lot of leadership potential and a lot of these guys obviously yeah. um mac anderson who's someone who's been around a little more a little more than some of the other guys and so i'd like to kind of assume that he's going to be a leader regardless of what the kind of the stat sheet says. I know that I think he had nine points uh, during the East Washington game. I think Cameron Parker came away with like 15, I think. Yep, yep. So obviously I think he has the potential to really kind of influence a lot of those younger guys. Um, and I, 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 I think there's a handful of others as well. What, what about you, Adam? What do you think? You know, I would, I kind of agree with you, you know, with being a leader in some of the, the best leaders aren't always the, the, the ones that are yelling at people, yep. they yep. lead by example. Yep. And so just because you're not seeing somebody yelling at somebody for not doing something right, you know, there might be a guy out there that's leading my example by the way he's playing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do we have a guy that's, Hey, I'm the leader. This is my time. Well, no, we did not have a say Pridget where he's, he's the guy um, mm-hmm. where um, he's, you know, taking a guy under his wing and saying, this is how we do it. This, but that's also something that we didn't have this year as well is you didn't have those older players saying, Hey, this is how we do Montana basketball. Exactly. Uh, Because we had sophomores and freshmen and one junior and a, a senior that hasn't been here. Um, And so I think there's some true, true leadership potential. Mm -hmm. Um, And I always like to see um, Tom Izzo, uh, always says he'd rather have a player's coach team rather than a, a coach's coach's team. Yep. And so I think, I think Dekir probably would echo that as well. And I think that he's kind of developing that. I think, yep. you know, looking at Cameron Parker, uh, Robbie Beasley, Brandon Whitney, uh, DJ, you know, I think he's, he, he's one of those that I kind of look at as, as the the leader. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to, to be on the floor. Um, and you can only do so much when you're not on the floor. Uh, exactly. You can be the guy on the sideline, but you know it, it, it's hard to be a leader when you're on the sideline. You can be the greatest teammate and stuff, but I'm not one of those guys where um, you can be a leader and you're, you know, a backup and you're, you know, not playing anything. So exactly, uh, I, I, I I agree with you, man. I think there's some leadership potential, but it's got to be developed. So mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, Jack Marshall, we already answered that one. Some thank you, Jamie, for uh, loving it. Thank you. Um, also, you know, uh, fans out there, listeners out there, uh, we want you to get a hold of us. Uh, mm-hmm. We want this to be interactive. We want to hear from you. Uh, our ways of getting a hold of us, you, we can get us at on our Twitter at Fight on Montana. Also, our Instagram page at Fight on Montana. We do have a Facebook page as well at Fight on Montana. Um, I know I have a uh, I have a Twitter at Adam the real Adam Healy. I kind of go through uh, 
the our, our our podcast one and i know angel does too so uh if you have questions if you'd like to see something maybe that you're not seeing from us we're here for you guys um hopefully you know we we can give you what you want and we can produce some content for for grizz nation yep. and uh we want to keep on developing this into something that the fans can be proud of and say, yep. Hey, did you listen to what Angel and Adam said? Or, you know, did you check out the podcast this week? Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. And I think that the, it'll really grow once people start talking about it. It's growing mm-hmm. fast. It's only been, you know, a year, uh, Angel. Um, and it, it started with one listen and, you know, we're getting great feedback. Yep. Um, and, you know, this is our second, second, true episode with 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 you and and we've gotten great feedback as well um and so i i only see um some great things what about you um i'm kind of along the same bro it's just an awesome opportunity man it's really humbling it's something that i'm really passionate about and um, i'm just really excited for the opportunity like i had mentioned and i think it's one of those things it's like this is this is a learning experience for us and i hope those listeners out there understand hey we don't this is not this is not our job (laughs) You know, no, we do no. we're passionate about it because, you know, we want to k- kind of uh, bridge that gap between the sports world and, you know, the community. And I think yep. uh, I think if people understand that, um, I think it's important to know, hey, man, reach out to us, talk to us, tell us what you think and tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. What are you scared of? What, what are you excited about? You know, those different perspectives. You know, we love to have down the road to get people, you know, people from the community on the show too to kind of get to yeah. a point give their, you know, their opinion, even if it's for a couple of minutes at a time, you know, I think it's um, the opportunity is really there in a lot of ways. And I think people, if people understand and they want to grow with us and be a part of this community, um, welcome, please, you know, walk with us, follow us on all, you know, social media platforms and uh, just get ready for this wild ride, man. You know, we're going to take, you know, every, every episode, you know, put a lot of heart into it and a lot of hard work into it. And so it's just one of those things, every, every listener, every viewer, you know, we're extremely grateful for. And so don't be afraid to reach out. And if we could help out in any way outside of this podcast too, you know, that we're there for you guys as much as we can be. Well, and one quick side note, Angel too, did you hear that they're allowing, I believe it's like 5,000 uh, I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't know how the hell I'm gonna get there, but I'm gonna be one of those five thousand people. I'm just telling you that. So if, anybody, how much... if anybody got the hookup, because I don't got no more hookups, just yeah, let I know, me right? Yeah, I, know, I, I wonder how much the tickets are gonna be because that would be kind of dude. Pricey, I think but... it would be normal price, thirty bucks. I think thirty, forty. Oh, really? I think normal. I would assume so. I don't think I would, they'd hope, I would hope so. There. I hope so too. But, but if anybody got the hookup, then give me exactly. under dollars. We would we would love I would love to come up for a game. Yeah, Six that would be awesome. On me or something. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yep. So yeah, so that that's happening. We wanted to kind of uh, throw out to you guys as well. Um, next week we'll be working on a uh, in a deep dive into kind of uh, different position groups, um, kind of getting ready for the spring the spring games. Um, yep. I want I always want to say exhibition, but they're not exhibitions are actually oh, the games, games. Baby. they're games right, let's go exactly so so we're going to go into those subgroups and those position groups the first one that we're going to be doing is the o-line and the tight ends um so if you guys have questions mm-hmm. about the o-line about the tight ends you have some concerns you have something to tell us about that let us know you can dm us on uh Twitter, on Instagram. Let us know. We'll be working on that next week. So can't wait. And always. Yeah, go Grizz.